My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. Uh, we've had a, you know, it was kind of a, a weird weekend. I know that uh, that uh, Apollo did a couple of shows yesterday um, for 9-11 to focus on what happened on 9-11. But, um, you know, it, it was, I put something out about 9-11 and uh, I caught a little bit of flack from people, like, hey, Joe, dip both feet in there. And what I said was, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened on 9-11. I don't know what really happened. What I do know is our government apparatus has wreaked havoc on the American people and lied about everything. And they've done that for decades. And, and, and I, I went through and said, hey, it's been a long time since our government has acted honorably. We lost our own on this day 21 years ago. We lost our first responders. And in the impending war that lasted nearly two decades, we lost a lot more of our men and women who served the nation and our people honorably. As we reflect on that loss, let's not let the sacrifice made for oligarchs and elitists who, who look to create chaos and confusion as they attempt to steal our, the soul of our nation, it's time for the people to take back our nation and to take a grasp of it and to rid of the evil that tried to consume us. And then I basically said that the only way that we can, that we, that we have to get back to, not yesterday, but get back to restoring tomorrow, tomorrow's God's promise, right? So in other words, you know, we, we can't ignore the fact that we've taken God out of everything. And everyone says we just need to go back in time. We can't go back. You can't look in the rearview mirror. You can't try to recreate something. But I don't know what happened on 9-11. I don't know. I know that it wasn't 12 terrorists that grabbed planes and flew them into buildings. I know that. I know for a fact that it wasn't Saddam Hussein that was running around the country. You know, they didn't even, they, they lied about weapons of mass destruction, and they sent our men and women into those countries as pawns in their game of chess. They did that. <sighs> but we know we lost a lot of good people, a lot of good men and women. And we sent people to war under the idea that, hey, they attacked us, so we need to attack them. But we now find out years later, 21 years later, it's not true. 
But I'm going to take a minute first. I didn't get a chance to do this yesterday. So we're, we're literally going to take 60 seconds. We're going to take 60 seconds as a moment of silence for those we lost in 9-11. Sixty seconds is a long time. You know, it, it, we didn't just lose people on 9-11-2001. We have what happened on 9-11 in 2012 as well. Benghazi. And so, uh, you know, we, we talk about the sacrifice, the selfless sacrifice of men and women. It's, it's the ethos, the, the, the courage of, of our nation has always been great. And now we see that this apathy that they've built is, uh, you know, it's destroying the ability for us to lead globally. <sighs> but I got a lot to go over today, but I do want to say thank you to the men and women and their families for the sacrifice that they made. And we, we, we have a lot of other things that happened on 9-11. I'm not sure I want to give uh, Joe Biden, Basement Biden, any sort of airtime today. But uh, I do want to walk through all the things that we, we have been dealing with. Whoop, sorry, another glitch on the tech um, that we've been dealing with related to 9-11. Let me see if I can get to it real quick. Mr. Producer, I, it, it disappeared on me. <laughs> my, cut, need my, that, uh, my cuts disappeared. All right. So let's do, uh, let's play this if we can. I want to play the A1. It's the Remember 9-11. This is the footage. Um, let, let's go ahead and play this. There's the World Trade Centers before they were. American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into North Tower. Flight 175 crashed into the South Tower.
9.37 a.m. Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. Nine fifty-nine a.m. South Tower collapses. Ten oh three a.m. United Flight ninety-three crashes in Shankville, Pennsylvania. North Tower, 10.28 a.m. collapses. One of the darkest days in our nation's history. came together. To remember those we lost. And those who gave their lives, we will never forget. You know, uh, some of you, I mean, this, this like really affects me. 9-11 is that one day that affects me. And it affects me because on 9-11-2001, I, I, was, I was not a very nice person to people at the mid, in the Middle East. I wasn't. There was probably six months there that, you know, I thought that, all Middle Eastern people. You, you get in that mindset. So I'm being honest with you. This is what, in 2001, this is what happened to me. Like, literally, I was anti-2001, 2002, you know, 2003. I, I wouldn't say I stayed pissed off, but every time I saw someone speaking Arabic in a, in a grocery store, I would get angry. I would get angry. It felt to me as if they were flaunting the ability to kill Americans on our soil and get away with it. And then, you know, obviously we know what happened in 2002. And uh, it, was, it was terrible. And then I ended up in a twist of fate being asked if I wanted to go to Saudi Arabia in 2006. And I had a paradigm crash. Because again, the apparatus, and, and this is why I look at the apparatus of the United States, how the, the mainstream media and the tech companies and everyone has created you know, this illusion of truth that is absolutely a lie. They lie about everything. Is because I fell into that trap until I was able to go see for myself. And many people don't get that opportunity. Mr. Producer, do we want to play, do we play this other clip, cut? Of the reporter? Yeah. Uh, it's only about 30 seconds if you do want to play it. It's, it's kind of... It's uh, It brought back some memories for me. The guy is reporting on the ground as the building starts to collapse and they all run. Let's go ahead and play it. Take two. Take two and two, one. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. You can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers 
A huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way! It's a real thing that happened in our country. Now some would say that it was controlled explosions that took down the World Trade Center. Someone would say that. Some would say that it was a missile. I don't believe it was a missile. Do I believe that our government was complicit in the behavior? Yes. I do. Why do I believe that? Because everything they told us was a lie. And they haven't told us the truth about anything. And then now they're... they're uh, it's a heavy. It's a heavy day. I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories. But I will tell you that we do have to think for ourselves and we have to start taking control and, and creating a better, more honorable government because our government's just not honorable. They're not good people. And, it, and we got to start making a list. We got to put them, put the people on the list so that if, if things do go bad and they decide that they want to attack us, we know who the, we, who the people are. We, we know who the enemy is. See, the enemy is not the police officers that say, I'm just doing my job. No, they're, they're just weak cowards apathetic to a evil that has tried to permeate through our society. But the people like Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the people that are in the regime, the people that work at the, the, at the, the high, the, these higher levels, these, these magistrates, the judges, now we record them. We record their names down and we say, these are the enemies. These are the people that betrayed and were traitors to our nation. These are the people that tried to sell us out and destroy our nation and the soul of our nation and to, to basically spit on the sacrifice of men and women that died fighting honorably to protect our nation and freedom around the world in our nation. Can I say something real quick on yeah. the 9-11 on the before we move off this? When we talk about you know, conspiracy theories, because you say that was the government complicit in some behavior? Yeah, and I agree with you. And there are a lot of people who think the same thing because we don't know what actually happened. We know it was awful. We know they killed Kennedy. Yeah. We found, I mean, I read the Warren report. It reads like a spy novel. It's ridiculous. But you think about this, the sentiment that a lot of people have about 9-11, is, it's interesting because that's been, I'm not going to say forgotten in the sense that people don't remember 9-11, but the questions now, they're so far in the past that, it's kind of an, it's old news, even though it's one of the most significant events to affect our country in any of our lifetimes. And our country is still irrevocably changed from both what happened that day as well as the policies that came out af after that, the Patriot Act, NDAA, on and on. And right now, we are in a very similar situation in this country, both with the COVID pandemic, with the lockdowns, this vaccine rollout, the election fraud that is so rampant that they're still fighting us. These are the conspiracy theories, among others, that they're telling us are not true and we should just, you know trust the science exact same line that they said on 9-11 and we're now in that same place where if we don't do the work right now and we don't drive the point home we don't you know tirelessly work and expose and tear down uh, this cabal that's telling us the elections are safe and secure that the shots are safe and effective that the kids are not dying because of what they've done to them but because you know like like vitamins or whatever they're they're trying to say we're gonna end up in the exact same place where just as we have 
naked body scanners in the airport still 20 years later, we're going to have vaccines. They're going to have these passports. We're going to have Dominion voting machines in 20 years. And God knows what's going to be left of our country then. So this is one of the things that hits me about this anniversary is we find ourselves in many ways in the same position. And we have a really serious obligation uh, you know, to expose the truth this time and to demand it because we don't have a second chance at that. Well, and I want to put this picture up. I just sent it to you, Mr. Producer. This is a this is a pretty telling picture, and t- and today's going to be weird because we're going to talk about a bunch of things. But but uh, you know, nine eleven always throws me off. Always throws me off. But here's a picture of Jesus paying, playing chess with the devil, and that really epitomizes where we are right now. You have darkness that is trying to overtake light. But darkness can't stop light from existing. And I'm not sure people understand the, the significance of that. Last night, we were, we were sitting down. Um, there was, there was uh, eight of us. There's four couples. And we were just talking about faith. We were talking about where we are as a nation, how we stand up together. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it hit me as we were sitting there talking that you know, somebody asked about Dick Cheney. Is he a good man? I go, no, he's a really bad man. He's a really bad man. And then I brought up Madeleine Albright and the fact that Madeleine Albright said it was acceptable in 1996, it was acceptable that a half million children in Iraq lost their lives. And, you know, they were starved to death. <laughs> they, were, they were bombed. They were, they were deprived of food. Half a million children died in Iraq because of us, the United States. That was long before 9-11. And she was asked on 60 Minutes, you know, do you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel it was worth it? And she said, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth a half a million children dying. And, and so I, I w- you know, we, we talked about different faith in different churches and, and, and kind of the apathy that exists. And it all came down to men men not standing up man men not having courage men not doing the right thing picking and choosing when to stand up for what's wrong rather than saying hey what's right is rarely popular and what's popular is rarely right it's a way to live your life by but that we 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 sit here and we just let things happen to us and we ignore the things that god puts in front of us as opportunities and so we allow the devil to allow darkness to creep into our lives. But we become the terrorists. We become, we become the terrorists for wanting to stand up and restore something to our community that allows for ethics and morals to thrive, which, by the way, leads to immense amount of opportunities. You know, Hillary Clinton said some things. <laughs> they had a conversation about with um, that piece of trash. Who's a murderer, by the way? Hillary Clinton is a murderer. Let's call her what she is. She has killed and hurt more people globally with impunity than, than I think almost anyone. Almost anyone. I think, I think I could put her up against Hitler. And she would fare, he would probably fare better than she would. Let's go ahead and play this if we would. This is uh, Killery says 9-11, how it's important to fight against all extremism. What's going through your mind today, 21 years later? Well, Dana, um, 
every uh, time we approach September 11th, I do think about everything that I saw, all the people that I met, the families of those who lost loved ones. So it is indelibly um, part of my uh, memories, and I feel grateful that um, we were able to come together as a country at that really terrible time. We put aside differences. I wish we could find ways of doing that again. We rebuilt New York. Uh, we have done our best to take care of the families that lost so much on that terrible day. And we have also, I think, um, been reminded um, about how important it is uh, to try to deal with extremism of any kind. Uh, especially when it uses violence to try to achieve political and ideological uh, goals. So I'm one who thinks that uh, there are lessons still to be learned from what happened to us on 9-11 that we should be very aware of uh, during this time in our country and the world's history. So I, I want to point this out. We should fight back against extremism. They were burning buildings, assaulting people, killing children in the streets, creating a narrative that the, that the entire U.S. is a racist country, tearing things down, propping up a drug addict as some sort of national hero, creating a false narrative, having the media and tech use misinformation and disinformation, telling people to take vaccines, stay at home, only to find out, call, calling ivermectin horse paste, only to find out we were right. And this piece of trash talks about violent extremism when the only one that is violent and extreme is the radical left. But yet violence does beget violence. And I believe we're at a place right now where we have to have force. Force does not mean, by the way, going out there and beating anyone. It means we have to basically tell them very clearly that we're not willing to go through this anymore. 9-11, by the way, was not just a Democrat issue. It was a Republican issue. They, it shows you that the Uniparty, these elitists, they pick and choose who they put in places and positions of trust. They don't represent the interests of the people. So like Killary, another person who is a racist who kept men in prison. Again, let's go back to truth. This piece of trash, Kamala Wide Leg Harris, this piece of trash kept men in prison for two, 20 cents an hour past their release date in California because she likes slave labor. Well, no, she wanted to compare Pearl Harbor to January 6th. This is how demented and evil this is. This is just darkness. Now, let's just spread some light on it. But let's go ahead and play this piece of trash talking calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. Ha! January 6th is now compared to thousands of American lives and a 20-year war that literally killed, I think it was 17,000 17, U.S. soldiers died in that 20, in that 20 years. 17,000. That compares to January 6th where they murdered six Americans. 
They murdered, murdered Americans. Capitol Police murdered Americans. The FBI tried to incite this deal. They tried to create some sort of event. And I still think that they had this narrative played out the entire time for January 6th. But they compared a foreign attack on our soil. And I'm going to tell you why. Two of them. Two, two foreign attacks. I'm going to tell you why. Here's why. Because they're foreigners. Because they've infiltrated and taken over our country and they are traitors to our nation. And so the traitors to our nation think that, hey, we've already captured America. So now Americans are the biggest threat to America for them. Their new America. Their new normal. Their new, ooh, yeah, we, we got it now. We got, they can't do anything. We, we've captured the judiciary. We've captured the legislative. They forgot about the American spirit. Now they're coming for the Second Amendment. They already came for the First Amendment. Twitter's rolling out some deal where they say that they're now going to have misinformation. People can tell on other people. And Yeah, because we should be able to silence anything, any thought that is not aligned with this radical evil. You can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. Mr. Producer, before I go any further... Can you do me a favor? Can you pull up that, that new appointee for monkeypox? Th this is the new appointee for monkeypox. And there's a, there's a tweet that was done that I think you, you guys should see. This tweet, you know what I'm talking about? The person that, that Biden appointed to oversee monkeypox... Nope, that's not it. Is, nope, is that it? That's the dude. Which, the guy in the, the bottom, or? Yeah, it looks like they might both be him, actually, but that's, that's the guy. Okay, so there's another post that I want everyone to see that I think is important for everyone to see. And, and this one, guys, I don't even know how to, I don't even, man, whoo, let me see if I can find it real quick and I'll send it to you if I can. I think I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he has satanic tattoos and calls himself a nasty pig. Now I put up on the thing that it looks like Eric Coomer's butt boy, you know, cause I know Coomer's watching. Gotcha, Coomer. But. Yeah, let's put that up if we can. I'll, I'll go ahead and copy the link to you and send it over to you. But this, here we go. We'll go back to his post. This is the person that was put in front of, put in, in charge of monkeypox. And you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. You, you, you could try, but you can't make it up. Latest Bob, by an expert on monkeypox who sports satanic tattoos and call himself a nasty pig. You do not want to know what the code for in LGBTQIAS plus community. And then Kyle goes on to say, by the way, the S in the L alphabet stands for Satanist. They're not even hiding it. They're not even hiding what they are. They're a bunch of Satanists. But if we can, let's. You've got a couple of other posts with him as well, correct? Here we go. So, this is a National Pulse article that uh, talks about this lovely fellow. 
Yeah, so here's the Pulse article. It says, we'll steal your soul. Biden's monkeypox Spox has a penchant for pentagrams, occultism, and Satanism. The Scalicus is known for his efforts in the world of HIV and other diseases affecting the LGBT community, having attended New York University Medical School, followed by a residency fellowship and additional master's degree from Harvard Medical School. In an interview with The Atlantic in 2014, he said, I learned my bedside manner from East Village drag queens. He attended Columbia University as an undergraduate and was a general religion double majored. Raised by Greek Orthodox immigrants, oh, Greek, sorry, Paula, immigrants in Arlington, Virginia. No relation. A review of Dr. Descalicus Social media presence reveals a penchant for pentagrams and other satanic symbols the National Pulse can reveal. Unbelievable. And here you go. This is his Instagram. And so this is him, and it looks like... Himself. It, yeah, it's himself uh, standing in a, uh, a pentagram, several pentagrams. This is a, looks like some kind of summoning circle, so you have a pentagram and then several... Uh, several triangles that are intersecting and he uh, you know surrounded by candles so this looks like a uh you know like an altar or something it's unbelievable and as we go further into it it says uh d8 Scalicus's social media presence is disturbing to say the least alongside his partner michael mcneil the pair launched a goth gym in new york which originally ran out of high profile equinox gym chain for spinning off into its own brand based on a former gay nightclub that in turn has taken over an old church in Manhattan. Monster cycle. Whew, man, th th you can't make this stuff up. Monster cycle social media pages are full of references to Satanism, the devil, burning crosses, and pentagrams, and more. While the gym's not fawning, got fawning coverage from the New York Times. <laughs> New York Times, by the way. You're wondering, New York Times. In 2014, its review of Sweat Concierge made reference to alarming imagery and terrifying co-ed locker rooms. Wow. And here's the New York Times. When darkness and gym rats meet. There's light even in darkness, McNeil told the New York Post in the same year, which correlates directly with a quote tattooed across the chest of Joe Biden's monkeypox coordinator, co-ordinator, uh, his partner, Dr. Dalla, or Daskalaski. Daskalaskis. <laughs> Daskalakis. Whatever. Doesn't matter. He's a Satanist. So. And I don't know who this picture is. What? What is this? Oh, that's... Uh, we don't need to get through that right yeah, now. That's, uh, that. All right. Yeah. You know, I bring this up because they're not hiding the fact that they're Satanists. They're not hiding the fact that they want to have evil just consume our communities. They want to create chaos. They want us to fight back so that they can use tools and weapons to try and kill Americans. And they know that they've separated us. They know that they've put us in different camps and, and get, gotten us to the point where we're, we're not able to connect, and yet we still are. I think last night when I met with these, four, these three other couples, it was a, I said, how many of these meetings do you think are happening across America in different households? I mean, there's probably one right down the street with another four couples that are sitting here having conversations. The key is, is to get in the gap together and to adopt the ethos that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. <sighs> yeah. 
you know, I just, I can't, I, today, today's kind of just a weird day for me because there's more stuff that I want to tell you that are bad, just bad stuff. And everyone's like, Hey, there's so much bad stuff happening around us that we forget about the good. So I do want to tell you, there is some good. There's some really good. And that is, um, Mr. Producer, let's put this up there. Uh, a teen was, they, they tried to have two men come into a home. And this is in, uh, where, where is this? Uh, this is in uh, Harris County. Um, okay, we'll figure out where it is. But uh, Harris shoots two men in an attempted home evasion in Harris County. And it goes, oh, Houston, Texas. Two men are dead after being shot by a teen and attempted forced entry in Harris County Friday evening. The incident occurred in the 16,000 block of First Street where two men were armed and wearing masks and trying to force their way into a home. According to deputies, the house was occupied by an adult, a 12-year-old boy, and two 17-year-old boys as well. One of the teams retrieved a shotgun and discharged it several times, striking two of the suspects. Both men were pronounced dead at the scene. A third suspect reportedly fled in a dark-colored four-door sedan. No other injuries were reported. The case will be presented to a grand jury. The investigation is ongoing. Okay, hold on a second. So two men break in when they tried to force their way in. They force their way into it. They get shot and killed. And now they send it to a grand jury to prosecute the teenagers? Well, I believe one of the men did not. Uh, he did not die. One of them died on scene. I the, think two, uh, it was two the of 17, them died. Uh, the Both men were pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, did it? Yeah, the third suspect reported fled in the car. But why would it go to a grand jury? Why would you why would you send it to the grand jury? Why why would you send somebody to the grand jury to to what? Go after the teenagers for shooting someone to come into their home? This is that whole victimology. And I, if you can find it for me, this is actually a good story. But at the end of the good story, they want to talk about the fact that they're going to do a grand jury investigation on the two teenagers that shot the two people that broke into the home. It's a wacky world. And you never know in Houston, Texas, what's going to happen. Because Houston, much like, um, what is the other one? In Texas. Austin? Austin, Texas. Yeah, is just as bad. I should know these things. So as we get further into it, there's so much stuff to, to go over. Kamala Harris decided to go out there and talk about the, the border and the fact that the border is actually secure. Let's play B1. And I will remind everyone before we go on that as we fight to take back our country and as we are all preparing for the future that lies ahead of us, how important it is for you to protect your family and prepare yourself to be able to do so. We're blessed to have a relationship with DCF Guns here in Colorado. They have three locations, one in Castle Rock and two down in Colorado Springs, uh, but they have a ton of inventory. It's one of the things I love about DCF. They consistently have more inventory than anywhere else that I've, I've seen. If you need a handgun for concealed carry if you need something to protect your home go to dcf guns at any of their locations uh, if you go to dcfguns.co uh, which is what you're looking at right now you can go straight to their online store and you can check out the things that they do currently have in stock right now 
make sure that you get something that's appropriate, and most importantly, make sure that you get some training. You can do that at DCF Guns. They offer some great training by some really, really phenomenal instructors. So go get something that's going to work for you, that's going to allow you to be prepared, get ammo, magazines, whatever you need. They have safes, and most importantly, get training, get familiar with the weapon that uh, you choose. And make sure that you and your family are protected. So that's DCF Guns in Castle Rock and in Colorado Springs. They have two locations there. Go to dcfguns.co to go straight to their online store. You call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're gonna have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship, for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required to gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing politics. In a state like this, and in Congress, on by the way, you want to talk about bipartisanship on an issue that at one time was a bipartisan issue, both in terms of Republican senators and, and even president. Bipartisan issue. They're trying to convince us that the, the country feels the way these clowns feel, but it's not true. And in Warren talking about the border, Mayorkas yesterday had some great comments. I'm being facetious, obviously. If we can play A7. So, Secretary Mayorkas, how are you and, and the Department of Homeland Security reflecting on this 21st anniversary of the 9-11 attacks? Jonathan, we um, were very committed uh, to honoring and commemorating the lives that were lost on 9-11 and in the days, weeks, and months following as a result of injuries and illnesses suffered on that day. Uh, we commemorate those lives on days like this, uh, but we also commemorate and honor those lives through the work that we do every single day around this country and around the world to keep the American people safe and secure. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security was formed in the wake for it. of the September 11th attacks. How has it evolved since then to safeguard the U.S. from foreign threats? The, um, Jonathan, the threat landscape has evolved considerably over the last 20 years. You know, back when 9-11 occurred in those, in those years, we were very focused on the foreign terrorists, the individual who sought to do us severe harm to enter the United States and, and do us harm. It then evolved. We began uh, to be more and more concerned about the individual already resident in the United States 
radicalized by a foreign terrorist ideology. Now um, we are seeing an emerging threat, of course, over the last several years of the domestic violent extremists. The individual here in the United States radicalized to violence by a foreign terrorist ideology, but also an ideology of hate, anti-government sentiment, false narratives propagated on online platforms, even personal grievances. The threat landscape has evolved. 20 years ago, uppermost in our minds was not the cybersecurity threat, the threat of cyber criminals or foreign adverse um, states. Now it very much is. We have evolved. We have grown to meet the evolving threat. Okay. We have All a right. cybersecurity and infrastructure security. Okay, so I want to point something that he said out. He said it's evolved to people that are anti-government. I want to be very clear. No one in this country is anti-government that is a good person. You're not. You have to have government structure. You have to have some sort of, of, of social contract with the people that are within your community. You have to say, I won't kill you. You won't kill me. That's why the Bible, that's why the teachings that are of morals are actually paramount to a thriving society. It's one of the reasons why the U.S. Has, thr has, has thrived, because it was based on the principles of God, the Ten Commandments. Start there. The inalienable rights to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That, that's why the U.S. Has, thr has thrived. Ethics and morals that are not a part of the bedrock of a community degrade, which is why Democrat-controlled environments where they try to push out God devolve to a place of animalistic nature. But what he said is super, super important because what he's saying is that there's, there's these violent extremists, violent domestic extremists. Now, keep in mind, these are the same people that would not say anything about the BLM or Antifa because they were used as pawns while they were sh shocking your sensibilities and putting people back into, into, into the circulation. They're putting people back in circulation. And someone that was convicted of a violent assault, uh, what, what, what city was that in? Was it Memphis? Where was the one where it, it was in our, our notes this morning? Memphis, it, the, the guy that get, was violent assault, was sentenced to three years, got out just under a year, went out and started murdering people. The guy, oh, the guy who beheaded the woman? Yeah. That was in California. So let's, let's pull that up, can we? This is the B2. This is a victim in California, beheaded in California. Put up B2 if you would. 27-year-old Karina Castro was found beheaded on a street in Northern California next week. <laughs> Go ahead and play B2. And as we see the continued assault on our privacy, on our freedoms, and the information war we find ourselves in, it's always important to protect your online activity. So if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode will not solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. 
IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Conservative Daily Podcast, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you're getting nine months for free. On top of that, it's an awesome deal. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com forward slash daily. I'm finishing the wall. Is this? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, finishing? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in. Uh, is, this a, is this racist? Because in 2019, when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question, to this question that you just asked me. I will say this. A border wall, I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. So it's ineffective of taxpayer dollars. Dollars that actually went to the military that the last administration, the prior president, took from the military which took away from schools, which took away from military bases. That's what that money that he pulled away from uh, to build uh, this wall that he wanted that is in effect. See, they can't answer the question. They can't answer the question. It's racist, building a wall, but filling in the wall. You know, I don't even know what to think of this guy because I hated him when, when, <laughs> when, when Trump was there because he just kept running his mouth. But he actually is running his mouth now. So Peter Ducey is actually running his mouth now to the Biden regime saying, I'm going to be Captain Obvious. It's almost as if he set it up. Like, I'm going to attack you because this is what the left wants me to say. And he's waking up to that. Maybe he's been red-pilled. What do you think? Think he's been red-pilled? I I don't know how anyone could not be red-pilled after the last couple of years. Okay, so let's, if we can, there's more. Oh, oh, there's more. But let's put up B3 so I can tell you a little about this. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Office said that during a news and afternoon media briefing that a stabbing instrument had been used without specifying what kind, according to the outlet. He did not provide additional details. Anytime someone loses their life, it's certainly a tragedy. Told reporters at a press conference, as far as shock nature of it, I don't know if the deputies that first first arrived on the scene were a little beset by the scene. We're providing them peer support. We're also providing support for the witnesses that were on scene as well because there were several citizen uh, witnesses. And then it goes into um, this. Oh, no, the border is secure. This is an update. So beheaded mom identified, and guess what? The killer is an illegal immigrant with an expired visa. Jose Ladito Solano from Venezuela entered the country on a tourist visa 10 years ago on Obama's watch and never left. The victim was Karina Castro. Um, yeah. But they say that the border is secure. We keep coming back to what they say. And it's in, you know, by the way, the, what, what was her name? The, the press secretary woman, her name? KJP. I'm sorry? KJP. KJP. 
She said it's an ineffective use of money. So I want to ask all of you something. Is sending $80 billion to Ukraine a good use of our money? Is that a good use to be in a proxy war with Russia? Who, by the way, if, if they use Ukraine as a puppet to fight Russia, what do you think Russia is going to do when they've had enough, when they've lost enough lives? When that report comes over and the, they hand it to Putin and they go, Putin, here's the new list. We lost another 700 Russian lives. What do you think Putin's going to do? I can tell you what he's going to do. He's going to jump right over Ukraine and say, first of all, I'm not going to kill the civilians there. I'm going after America. See, I believe that we are headed towards a war with Russia. I also believe, and, and you can quote me on this, that I think it'll Russia may be the country that saves the world. And now, I just said those two things in the same time, at the same time. One, I believe that Russia is going to attack the United States. I believe that is imminent if we continue to give weapons to Ukraine to fight a proxy war with Russia. I believe it's imminent. We are going to have conflict on our soil with Russia. I believe it's imminent. And I also said that Russia may be the country that saves the world. And, and now some of you, your heads are spinning and you're going, wait, what? How, Joe, how can you say that? One, stop reading CNN. Stop reading MSNBC. Stop. And, and I don't think any of you do. We, ch we have to check them out because I want to hear, but I want to see a balance. I want to know what people are saying, what's true, what's not true. And I, I measure that against what I can see, what I can, and, and then even if I can see it, I still say I have to discount it by 50%. We know that Ukraine itself has been the bastion of the cabal across the globe. That is where they all hang out. Hunter Biden hangs out there. Joe Biden hangs out there. Obama hangs out there. All the really bad people in the world, Soros, well, they all hang out in Ukraine, build bio labs, create their own little private wars, sprout up neo-Nazis, true neo-Nazis, true fascists, true fascists, like the, the radical left here, the fascists here, that's them there, and they are literally propping up these neo-Nazis, the Azov Battalion, because they are, and, and they, they don't care about human life. They don't care about Americans. They don't care about killing billions of people. They don't care. They've already created the game. They want to depopulate the country or, or the world. They, they want to be able to have all the money, all the power. It's all about money and power. It's all about this evil Satanist environment. And then along comes Russia and says, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to put NATO along our borders. I don't think you're going to keep poking the bear. We've had it. And then the U.S. comes in and starts just funding and funneling more money into it, laundering your money, your hard-earned money there. And the reason why I bring up an ineffective use of, of our taxpayer money is because when have they ever cared about what they spent of our taxpayer money? When's the last time you actually felt like you had a say in anything that happened? Anything. Tell me, anything. You don't. But another illegal, and now they want to talk about it being secure. And we want to talk about the fact that it's not, it's, it's racist or it's not a good use of money to secure the border. Yet Americans are becoming victims of evil people. And Portland, Maine, 
Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Not Portland, Oregon. Portland, Maine is dealing with a migrant crisis. Should put up the picture if you would, Mr. Producer. B6. Yeah, this is a center where they house migrants. And it goes on to say that over the course of the hour, a single group of nearly 600 migrants managed to cross the Rio Grande and surrender to Border Patrol agents on Friday morning. A group, mostly single adult Venezuelan, Cuban, and uh, Nicaraguan uh, migrants, were quickly sorted by nationality, gender, and family unit status as buses, buses arrived to transport the migrants to a nearby processing center. Agents provided water and took basic biological data, biographical data from the migrants. Portland, which has a population of less than 70,000, is currently experiencing a migrant crisis despite being located in one of America's north, northernmost states. An article from the Center for Migration Studies explains that a budget request for fiscal year 2023 shows the extent of the migrant crisis. The EFPS provided critical resources to communities providing humanitarian relief to thousands of families and individuals encountered by DHS at our nation's southern border. Went on to highlight which specific regions were in need of additional support, saying the communities of California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, and as far-reaching as Portland, Maine, are providing food, shelter, transportation, COVID-19 testing, and care associated with recommended quarantining and isolation of this population. And before we go on, we have a new sponsor of the show. That is American Hartford Gold. If you're like us here at Conservative Daily, you are growing more and more and you are concerned about the future. And how could you not be? Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call, and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the BBB and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 855-965-5545. That's 855-965-5545. Or text the word FREEDOM to 998899. Again, that's 855-965-5545. Or text FREEDOM to 998899. So how is the border support secure? Well, before we get on to this next thing, I want to play uh, a minute from Mayorkas's thing on 9-11. Mm -hmm. So I want you to listen to what he says about, <laughs> about the border. Pay attention now. What what he says about what DHS is doing. Two things before before we go. I was reported this week that President Biden has allowed a million migrants into the country as they await hearings. What's uh, the Department of Homeland Security's plan to address the influx of migrants waiting in a clogged immigration system? 
We have to remember that what we do in the Department of Homeland Security is that we enforce the law. We enforce the laws that Congress has passed. And those are laws of accountability as well as laws of humanitarian relief. We have an asylum system in this country when individuals arrive in the United States and make a claim of fear of persecution by reason of their membership in a particular social group, they are able to make a claim for asylum in immigration court. And if their claim does not succeed, they are removed from our country pursuant to the law. If their claim does succeed, they're granted asylum. That's what we do in the Department of Homeland Security. That is- yeah, they follow the laws that are on the books, and it's humanitarian, right? That's why they've let all this, uh, all these millions of people come over. That's why they let the children go into the hands of people they've never met that they talk to on Facebook. Well, it's all, I mean, again, it all leads down to the evil of the society. They have to have victims. I'm just wondering, by the way, how many times we're going to let children become these victims. And they can't, I mean, I guess they just run to critical mass where they can't steal enough Americans, so they have to go take immigrants. So they're willing to let immigrants come in in order to sex traffic and trade on body parts and, and children. And you would say, Joe, that's not a problem. I would say, okay, if it's not a problem and the, the immigration system is clogged, then why wouldn't you just stop immigration for a while? Solve the problem. Why would you create more burden and more chaos on an already overburdened system? Why would you not shut down your borders? Why would you not try to take a deep breath and try to assess the situation on where we are as a country if you weren't trying to destroy it? Just a question. But we need to move on to something else now. Because I, I want to talk about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. There's a lawsuit, just so you know, the, the National Archive is trying to stop, is trying to stop um, access to files related to documents for Hunter and Joe Biden. So America First Legal, a pro-Trump legal foundation, has decided to take further action against the National Archives and Records for allegedly stalling the production of Joe Biden's vice presidential records related to his son, Hunter Biden, and his brother, James Biden. AFL filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the NARA in early August seeking President, or excuse me, seeking Biden's communications with Hunter, James, and any other individuals associated with Biden family companies while he was vice president. Goes on to say that notwithstanding the intense public scrutiny paid by the issuing underlying AFL's FOIA request, NARA, denied the request for expedited treatment after concluding that the FOIA request was not supported by an urgent need to inform the public about an actual of alleged federal government activity. And the request did not relate to a matter of widespread or exceptional media interest to which there is exists possible questions that affect public confidence in the government's integrity. Oh, boy. AFL President Stephen Miller accused the NARA of engaging in an illegal scheme to conceal federal records that could potentially provide whether corruption occurred while Biden was vice president. The NARA has revealed itself to be an integral part of the treacherous deep state seeking to capsize our democracy and oppose the will of bureaucrats over the laws and constitution of the United States. Miller concluded, American First Legal lawsuit is the beginning of the campaign which must be undertaken to stop the archives' imperial misconduct and restore them to their subordinate position within our proper design as a constitutional republic. 
And so I want to put up actually the lawsuit real quick. Yeah. And they have a couple exhibits, which I think, because it's, it's good for you to actually see. So this is the suit. And I'm going to go to uh, page 13. So this mm-hmm. is what they requested. They requested, A, all communications, including emails and texts with Hunter Biden, including but not limited to emails sent or received from H. Biden at Rosemont Seneca, H. Biden at SenecaGA.com. These are, you know, Hunter Biden laptop uh, digs that we went through. We showed you a lot of emails uh, from these addresses to a number of individuals. Uh, All emails sent or received from any person containing a Rosemont Seneca email, communications, including emails, text messages with James Jim Biden, included but not limited to, sent or received from Jay Biden, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, further down in here, they uh, are sent an email saying this is in response. This is the letter, I think. This is the letter acknowledging the the receipt for the FOIA request. Yep. The next exhibit, this is the, the part that should get you upset. Well, well, this is when they would say that they would not expedite it. Yes. And yeah. what is the reason? National Archive Record Administration has promulgated regulations providing for expedited process of request if the requester demonstrates a compelling need as defined in a statute. In any case, the agency deems appropriate under its regulations to receive expedited processing under NRA's regulation. The requester must demonstrate at least one of the following. A reasonable expectation of an imminent threat to an individual's life or physical safety. A reasonable expectation of the imminent loss of a sub- substantial due process right, an urgent need for the inform the public of an actual or alleged federal government activity. This criteria applies only to those requests made by a person primarily engaged in disseminating information to the public, which they are, or a matter of widespread or exceptional media interest in which they exist possible questions that affect public confidence in the government integrity. It does. Doesn't it? It does actually your request raises the third and fourth grounds for expedited processing under NARA's regulations. Based on this argument, the evidence presented, we find that your request does not satisfy either basis for expedition. We're, we're t- okay, the, the, to- sure. But they had to raid President Trump, who was communicating with the National Archives. They had to they had to raise it to a level that he was, you know, selling secrets. In essence, holding on to classified information, even though it's been, you know, everyone has stated, number one, he has, he is the ultimate authority on classification. He can declassify anything. And number two, you have people that have stated that he declassified that information before it left the White House. End stop. But it's not an emergency when you're talking about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden when there's child pornography, there's drug use, a guy playing with guns and doing drugs, videos of him doing questionable things, emails, text messages that implicate the big guy into schemes to make money. All of that happens, and it's not has nothing to do with government confidence or the integrity of the government apparatus. And Mayorkas says that, by the way, I'm a threat. Because I'm anti-government and I'm out to, you know, bash these guys that are in office that are creating, that are lying and creating basically a slush fund for themselves. I'm the enemy. 
yet we can't get information about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and the FBI is complicit in that behavior, and it's just one big circle. All right, well, we went through a lot of different things today, a lot, and I'm not done yet. I'm not done. We just talked about the National Archive not releasing records. Steve Bannon was talking about the fact that 35 of Trump's allies were raided by the FBI. So on one side, there is no urgency to, to, to show what's being done inside of our government. We can see it. I mean, it's, it's as plain as day. And on the other hand, they're attacking President Trump and anyone associated with President Trump. Let's go ahead and play C7. Yesterday was one of the best days of my life. It was a very powerful spiritual day for me. It was uh, a lot of things were, you know, came into high clarity. It was, I was totally in the zone, as you say, in sports the entire time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to shut me up. We see it is you saw from the demonic speech that Biden gave in Philadelphia. Exactly. This is a dying regime. That was a primal scream. And here what they're trying to do, no matter who it is, Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago, there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. Right. Handing out. There's another grand jury uh, coming together on January 6th. The Washington Post reported it. They just reported a couple of names. There were 35 senior members of MAGA. Uh, Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump uh, that were, roll, you know, the FBI rolled in on, right? When they didn't need to do it. Remember, all these people have lawyers. All their lawyers are very well known. No. The jackbooted Gestapo has got to show up at their door and, uh, and make a big display of this. So there's so much going on that people don't even know at so many levels on yeah, uh, so trying to put people in, ba in bankruptcy, trying to deplatform them, oh, yes. all of it. And quite frankly, I think that's what's so powerful about you guys having this great reset conference because this is really what it's about this is this globalist apparatus that's right this is the american arm of that the biden regime and what they're trying to do is shut down everybody whether it's alex jones charlie kirk steve bannon mm -hmm. tucker carlson donald trump they're trying to use lawfare financial terrorism uh le the, you know everything legally and quite frankly up to assassinations that's why they're swatting people uh like crazy so we got to work right. cut out for us and if we blink if you blink it's over so screw them. I spit right in their eye. I could care less. We're coming. We're rolling, and we're rolling hard, baby. It's the only way to fight them. Steve, can you reiterate that? You said there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. I consider myself well-read. I didn't see that anywhere. Can, can you elaborate on that? I've been reported. I'm breaking that news right here. There, if you go to the Washington Post story, I think Josh Dossie's story, if, you're, if your staff pulls it, Charlie, they mentioned, I think, five names, Boris Epstein being one of them, but uh, I think there's five people. There were 35. 35 FBI went to 35 yesterday. All these people have lawyers. They all know who the lawyers are. Uh, they didn't want, they didn't serve uh, these subpoenas to the lawyers. They want to make a big display of it. They want to take a bunch of their devices. They want, this is the FBI trying to roll in and trying to be muscle, right? This is the Gestapo. This is a Gestapo attack. And look, this is all about intimidation. Whether it's a, whether it's what they did with me yesterday, what they're doing with Alex Jones, what they're doing with other people to debank de them, to make sure that they can't fund their operations. Uh, if it's uh, if it's a Trump, look, a president of the United States, a completely, totally illegal raid of which a judge said was an illegal raid. The judge's opinion says, I don't trust the, the Justice Department and the FBI to be fair. That's a federal judge. OK, you see it all over in 35 members of MAGA, the Republican Party, people close to Donald Trump were uh, were rolled in on yesterday by the FBI with these intimidation tactics. 
They just don't. Normally, what you would do here, Charlie, is you would go to their lawyer and say, hey, we want to know when's a can you accept service of a subpoena? Can you accept service of this? Or we may want to talk to you about certain of your devices. And can we work something out? No, they didn't do that. They go with the jackboots and they kick down the doors and they bang on the doors and they roll in people to intimidate them, to make sure that they sit there and go, oh, oh what do you want? Uh, you know, I'll do anything, et cetera. Well, these people didn't. And this is the FBI. The FBI is the Gestapo right now. I know they hate when I say that, but they're the Gestapo. We're not going to back off calling them the Gestapo because they have Gestapo-like tactics. Well, there you go. I mean, you have Steve Bannon talking about these 35 people that were raided. So we've talked about the border. We talked about Kamala Harris. Talk, you know, comparing January 6 to uh, 9/11. But we we've talked about <laughs> uh, the fact that we just put a guy for monkeypox. It's a Satanist uh, related to uh, I think Eric Coomer's. They they seem to hang out with the same tattoos. They like pentagrams and satanic stuff. We we've we've gone through. The stuff related to uh, uh, National Archive going after President Trump, but hiding information related to Biden and the Bidens collectively. We've, we've talked about somebody that got beheaded by an illegal immigrant. I, I have one last thing I want to tell you about. You're not, you're gonna, I'm going to have to tell you this. So they've come after the First Amendment, they're, they're misinformation, disinformation. And by the way, I, I want to talk to the people that are having trouble on Rumble and different platforms. We already know that they are, they are shadow banning me, that they are doing everything they can to do every, and on every platform. doesn't matter what platform I'm on. I have people that can't get on platforms, that can't connect to me, they can't uh, watch videos on, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, there's, there's now a, a sensitive content that comes up on, on Spotify. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy what these companies are doing to me. And I, I'm, I'm often wondering, like they, they write all these hit pieces on me. They lie about me with impunity. I've now have 50 some odd lawsuits and you know, I'm, it, it's unbelievable what they're doing, but they don't want any of this to get out there. And I'm not the only one, by the way. But I, but I kind of feel like I'm among the small group that gets, that gets shadow banned as we, as we grow, and we've grown dramatically, I think by 600% over the last couple months, that they want to say, we're going to stop them from talking. So they go after the First Amendment. They stop people like me from talking. And now they're on to the Second Amendment. So they, they got a chaos ensuing on that one. So they go after the Second Amendment. So now the credit card companies, and the re there's a reason why I'm telling you about this, because we built this thing called Pidoxapay, and we built this, this uh, tech company, and I told you that we were gonna, I was gonna start building up and doing business with, with Patriot companies. So we have this company called Pidoxa, right? You can go to P-I-D-O-X-A, Pidoxa.com. Email, text messaging, now we have an entire market platform, so we actually can do marketing efforts for you across the country, we have an MSP, IOT, critical infrastructure. We have that part of the company built out now. But credit card processing, they're now stating, Mr. Producer, put this up, credit card companies are now, if you go to buy a gun at a gun store, they're going to separately take those sales and they're going to make sure that they're categorized as gun-related sales. 
gun-related sales. So credit card giants are categorizing gun-related sales so that they can keep a registry of every American who buys a gun. Think about that. They get to create a registry where they can come after Americans. This is right out of Nazi Germany. This, is, this literally is Nazi Germany. Keep in mind, we're sending $80 billion to Ukraine, which is the home of the Azov neo-Nazis. And they say that, they, and you have Jews that are saying, oh, but they're not killing Jews, so they're okay. So they're selectively creating a group of people that are maiming, murdering, sniping, doing bad things to their own people. We're supporting that. And then on this side, they're like, any American that buys a gun, we're going to keep a registry on them. So now I'm, I'm going to tell you that over the weekend, we decided we're going to work the problem at Pidoxa, P-I-D-O-X-A.com. We're going to work the problem because obviously you know that we have DCF guns. So dcfguns.co, you can go there and actually use promo code Joe and get a discount of 5% on guns and firearms. We are going to build intermediaries. We're going to make it possible so that you can not have to record the fact that you're, you're doing a gun sale. We're going to make it possible that it doesn't record it. Now, we, we would we'd probably tell you that you need to pay cash. There's, an, there's another way. You just pay cash for the gun. We're, we're, we're anticipating that gun... Uh, cash sales will go up dramatically with this. Stop giving the credit card company money. Just stop. But we, we are in the process of making sure that we legally can take credit card payments and not have it categorized as a gun sale. We're going through that process right now. And we're not the only ones. We've actually combined and, and gotten together with other gun stores. And I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm a tech guy. Let me build that platform. But the fact that they can do this, I think, is sick. Because at the end of the day, why are they doing it? Why are they doing gun-related sales? Why are they categorizing them as gun-related sales? Why? There's only one reason you do it. And that's, it. that's if you want to attack a part of our country. Anyone that buys a gun. Now, typically that happens. They do this just before they want to come in and try to take every right from you. They are eroding our Second Amendment, First Amendment rights. They're going through our kids. They're doing all sorts of really bad things, and we're sitting there apathetic. So I'm just going to tell you right now that things are going to heat up over the next six months, and you have to make sure that you're right with God because you're going to need it. And you're going to have to stand in the gap. And then, uh, as I said before, faith without works is dead. So you need to definitely make sure that you're standing and doing something about what's happening. Connecting. Creating small groups. This is just another one of those things that they've done in order to erode our ability to have basic rights. Basic constitutional rights. The last thing I want to say is this before we pray. And that is, it's not, it's not as if we're it's not as if we are in a bad place. And you would say, Joe, we are in a bad place. No, no, no. They're creating chaos. They're like the, it's like Chicken Little. The, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. We are winning. We're not in a bad place. We're in a good place. I, I take it you want me to talk about this book. Just mention it, and it's uh, tied into the fact blast. Okay. 
Go ahead, go ahead and put it up if you would. Not that. So this is the book, by the way. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the interview that Tig gave on Friday, but if you haven't, go back and watch it. It's with Sarah Adams. This is Benghazi, Know Thy Enemy. It's a cold case investigation of what happened on 9-11 10 years ago. 11 years ago. Actually, it wasn't 2012. It was 2011. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong. So this is the, this is the uh, facts box we have today. So the DOJ is blocking release of new details on Benghazi. So there's this book. They're trying to block this book. And so if you, if you go through this, that it, this goes through the 2,977 Americans that perished in the 9-11 attack in New York, as well as the four Americans that perished in the September 11th, 2012 U.S. diplomatic compound and CIA annex attacks in Benghazi, Libya. The facts cannot be hidden forever. This is the same thing we talk about when I talk about Kennedy being assassinated. Um, but as you go through this, we're saying that, listen, they, they wanted to stop. If you go back and listen to the thing with, with uh, Tig, you'll be able to hear it. But they want to stop the truth from coming out about Benghazi. So then we have the letter to Congress. As we remember, the 2,977 Americans that perished in the September 11, 2001 World Trade Center attacks in New York, as well as the four Americans that perished in September 11, 2012, U.S. diplomatic compound and CIA annex attacks in Benghazi, Libya. Remember how you all said we would never forget. On January 23, 2013, Hillary Clinton infamously asked about the, about the Benghazi attacks. What difference at this point does it make? You should, you'd think someone who has taken multiple oaths of office and served as First Lady of the United States would understand the difference that truth and justice make. New details, details in the 2012 attacks are being released in a new book, Benghazi, Know Thy Enemy, by Sarah Adams and Dave Benton. Given time, relentless pursuit, the truth always comes out. Thanks to an independent, self-funded investigation work of Sarah Adams and Dave Benton, the truth of Benghazi is coming out soon. Adams, Denton, and their team have been conducting an independent investigation since 2015 because, as Denton put it, what we're looking for is justice. Obviously, what got us into starting our own investigation in the first place is that the U.S. government did not do a proper investigation. In other words, your narrative on the Benghazi attacks, attackers is fake news, and the American people are only interested in the truth. The book was scheduled to be released yesterday, September 11th, 2022. And the CIA has approved its release. That said, the authors received a late requirement that the Biden Department of Defense needs to approve the contents prior to release. So it may be held up indefinitely. So the demand for remedy is declassify all documents related to the 2012 Benghazi attack and bring the attackers to justice. Additionally, you must demand that the Department of Defense stop delaying the release of Benghazi's Know Thy Enemy. The facts cannot be hidden forever. We will never stop demanding justice. We won't stop until the truth is revealed and the attackers are brought to justice. No matter what Clinton says, the facts do make the difference. We will never forget what the failed policies of terrible leadership from both political policies have cost us. It's immeasurable treasure, the loss of liberty, and the blood of Americans. It's not enough to never forget. We have to make sure it never happens again. Remember your oath. So that's the message that's going out. You can add to that message as well. But that's the message that goes out to Congress today. All right. Well, it's been fun. We have another. We have a guest tonight, Mr. Producer. I think we do. Uh, I'm still confirming him. Okay. 
So we'll have a guest tonight. We'll see you guys at four o'clock, but I'm going to pray for you. I want you to understand that as we talk about the chaos that, that ensues across the country and that they're doing it on purpose, it's all purposeful. They're doing this because they want you to, to, to have no, feel like there's no other choice. But we do have choices. We just need to learn the power of the word no, and we need to meet their violence with force. See, violence begets violence. We do not, we're not violent people. We're law-abiding people that believes in the rule of law. They believe in lawlessness. So we just have to remember that we have to keep our wits about us, not let the drama creep in and make you do irrational things, and make sure that you stay focused, focused on rest restoration, restoring our community. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have today to speak about all the things that are happening in our community, to talk about sensibility, to talk about truth. Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes and lifting the veil so that we can see what's happening in our community and in our country. Father, thank you for giving us courage, giving us stamina, giving us the ability to stand up for others in our community. Father, I would just ask you to give us the strength and give us the, the peace in our hearts that we may make good decisions, act honorably, act with wisdom, and look to create a, a unit and unity amongst people in our community so that we can stand up together against the evil that has permeated our society. Father, help us to not only see the evil in our community, but help, help us to have the strength and the courage to stand together to rid our community of that evil. Father, give us the strength to speak truth to speak truth with, with absolute authenticity and to fight back against those people that would groom our children, fight back against those people that would do harm to our communities. And Father, please give us the strength that we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and push darkness from, to, the, to the depths that it came from. Father, I say all of these things, ask for all of these things, and ask you to give us peace, give us joy. Let us enjoy our lives together as we fight against what's happening in our communities. I ask for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I will see you guys at 4 o'clock. Have a great week. Lots of stuff going on. We have lots more stuff to report. And uh, we've got some, some breaking news that's going to come out in the next couple of days. We'll have CanCon on for a special as well. And we'll be getting a bunch of candidates out of Colorado. And we have a, a show later on this week that will deal with our side versus their side. So their side of misinformation, disinformation, there's no evidence. And our side, which contains all of the people when we deal with election fraud, all of the people that are experts. See, we're not, we're not fly-by-night you know, Antifa journalists. We're not people that have no understanding of technology. We understand tech, and their side doesn't. They don't bring any experts to the table. And that's how you know that they're a bunch of liars. So we'll see you later. Great shows coming up this week. God bless you all. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey.
You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.